Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in, for sharing, for subscribing. We greatly appreciate you all for the 2022 numbers. We want to bring you more information. We want to continue to motivate you on our Monday motivation, which we do live on our Facebook platform. Want to just encourage you guys to share this information to listen, to replay, to grasp the information being shared. You can email us at evespeaks at outlook.com. If you have any questions or needing any resources, the information provided to you today will be coming from the mayoclinic.org and we're discussing pulmonary hypertension. I know that sounds like a mouthful. However, let me break that down for you. Pulmonary hypertension is a type of high blood pressure. Remember, on our Wellness Wednesday, we talked about hypertension, which is high blood pressure. But this particular type is a high blood pressure that affects the arteries in the lungs and the right side of the heart. So this this form of hypertension, it's affecting the vessels in the lungs and they are either narrowed, blocked, or destroyed, causing damages that slows down the blood flow through the heart, uh, through the lungs. I apologize. You know, the blood flows through the lungs so that it can become oxygenated and sends oxygenated blood to the rest of the body out from the heart. So this is very important because that oxygenated blood is what feeds our organs. It keeps our mind um, fresh and refuel our organs fresh and refuel. You know, when an organ does not have oxygenated blood, it has what's called ischemia, which is a tissue death due to unoxygenated blood reaching that particular organ. So this is very important. We're discussing pulmonary hypertension, and that is a type of high blood pressure that affects the arteries and the right side of the heart. So in the event that those vessels in the lungs are damaged and the, the blood flow is slowed through the lungs, the blood pressure um, in the arteries of the lungs rises. These are the major vessels of the lungs. That pressure rises, and this is what's causing high blood pressure. Think that makes sense now that the you know that the pressure in the lungs arteries are rising due to the slow blood flow. So if you think about it, if you're turning on the water faucet and the water is trying to come out, but the flow is slow, you've had it at its highest setting, the pipes are forcing that water through. They're pushing that water, trying to hurry up and push that water, but there's something there that's damaged, that's blocking it, that's destroyed, and it cannot get through as it normally would. That's what's happening to the heart. The heart's working harder to pump blood through those lungs. And it's becoming weak and it's starting to fail because it's trying to pump harder. But the flow is just slow. The heart knows what the body needs already. The heart knows the demands of the body to get oxygenated blood to the brain and also to your feet. So from head to toe, it has to feed the entire body. So when that blood flow is slowed um, down, 
that heart is like, what's going on? Something's not right. Let me work harder. I need to get blood to this body for it to live, for it to survive, for the organs to live and survive. So that organ, those that heart begins to work even harder. And over time, if untreated pulmonary hypertension can get worse, it can be life-threatening, it's no cure for it. That you just have to treat the symptoms to help reduce the symptoms and improve the quality of life. So some of the symptoms that you may notice, you know, as disease progression takes place is blue lips or skin. This is what we call cyanosis, um, where they're not getting that oxygenated blood and they, there's discoloration from not having that oxygenated blood. Chest pressure or pain. I tell anyone, any pinch. <laughs> I've seen people having a heart attack and say it was just a little pinch. Any pinch that you may feel that's unusual for you in your chest, you want to take serious precautions. Um, I'd rather you have a, a checkup and it's nothing versus sitting at home, not being checked out and it's something, right? So chest pressure or pain, dizziness or fainting spells. Um, if you've done absolutely nothing to exert yourself to the point of dizziness, like starving all day and running a mile or things that would, you know, normally cause you dizzy, dizziness. If you've done absolutely nothing and you're starting to have these fainting spells, we call it syncope or dizziness. You definitely want to get your heart checked out. You want to get your lungs checked out. Um, your primary physician primary care physician, you want to make them aware that, hey, I've been having these spells where I pass out, you know, most physicians don't, after informing them, I know this may sound alarming for you workaholics or people that's already always on the go, but after a fainting spell, you shouldn't drive 90 days afterwards because just imagine yourself being behind the wheel of a car passing out. You know, you're, yeah, you're sitting, you haven't done anything to exert yourself and you could you could seriously injure yourself or someone else's life. So you want to take that seriously. And also fast pulse or pounding heartbeat. If you know you haven't ran a marathon, you haven't done anything to cause that increase, uh, that rapid heart rate, no, not loaded up on caffeine or something like that. Those things you want to take serious precaution. We call those palpitations where that heart gets to pounding really fast um, without any initial cause behind it. Fatigue. I know time change has caused many of us to be off with our rest schedules and so much more, but just that fatigue you cannot control you have it's just like I'm just tired all the time the exhaustion yeah we're we're not getting enough sunlight true enough however you want to take necessary precautions especially if you have fatigue accompanied by another one of these symptoms shortness of breath initially while exercising and eventually while at rest this is something that you want to pay attention to. Those of you who are hitting the gym or working out, if you're noticing that you're more short of breath than normal, this is not my normal. I, I can normally stay on the treadmill for 30 minutes, and here it is five minutes in, and I'm gasping. You definitely want to take some interest in that if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, anytime that's abnormal to you. 
COVID caused a lot of issues. We're still trying to see the long-term effect of it. So that's why this information is being put out, not because we're going to live in fear, but because we want to know exactly what we're facing, what we're up against, and we want to get the proper treatment. Treatment to improve the quality of our life, treatment to improve our education and knowledge, because where we have hypertension, we know there are some things that I mentioned previously we want to reduce. Smoking, uh, salt intake, things of that nature. We know we want to increase our exercise capacity. Um, Good oxygen, aerobic exercise, good oxygen flow to our heart. You know, we want to be aware. We don't live in fear. We don't have the spirit of fear, but of peace, love, and a sound mind. We know that all things are working together for us. So this knowledge that we're getting is working together for us. Back to those symptoms, uh, signs and symptoms. We said blue lips or skin, chest pressure or pain, dizziness or fainting spells, fast pulse or pounding heartbeat, fatigue, shortness of breath while exercising or while at rest, swelling, we call this edema, in the ankles, legs, and even the abdomen. So the swelling starts low and it rises. That edema in those in your ankles, legs, you got to get out and exercise. You got to elevate those feet. You got to keep moving so that fluid can shift. Monitor what you're eating. As we were just saying, monitor what we're eating. That salt intake, reading labels. I think one time we read a, a Gatorade label, and this is nothing against Gatorade, but the salt sodium intake, because it's it's an electrolyte replacement drink. So it's not the drink um, you go to for just everyday drink, like water. You want to be cautious when you're drinking electrolyte replacement drinks because they are replacing electrolytes like sodium, potassium, and these things are in our body naturally. However, when we intake them, it increases the levels of that in our body. So we we want to be mindful of what we're taking in, okay? Some causes of... This pulmonary hypertension, people that have lung disease already, um, they in people that have had heart issues already, changes in the, the cell lines and the arteries, um, again, COVID-related changes to our lungs. We really don't know all the things that has taken place over time. With COVID, we're still seeing things coming out, articles coming out about it. Um, Medscape has new information about pulmonary hypertension and COVID. So just over time, we will find more and more out as to the long-term effects of it. So we just want to be mindful if you already have a lung issue um, where we have obstructive lung disease or um, any interstitial disease with our with our lungs, we want to be mindful of these things and we want to just take an extra look. You know, people that have had heart issues from birth, congenital heart diseases, people that use drugs, 
these are, you know, people that are predisposing themselves to pulmonary hypertension, people that have heart failure. You know, we want to make sure that we are seeing our regular physicians, taking our medications, following our exercise regimen. These things are very important. Um, other, other things that, you know, put you at risk, obstructive sleep apnea, chronic blood clotting, um, blood disorders, metabolic disorders, kidney disease. So those are a few of the things that actually ha- uh, pose a risk for you having pulmonary or causing you to have uh, pulmonary hypertension. Like I said, you always want to talk with your primary care provider. I'm just here to share information with you so that you can be well aware. If you're overweight, have a family history of these things, you know, these things are, are things you want to be aware of and take the necessary steps to get where you need to be. I know certain facilities as far as hospitals have education management. They also have um, rehab programs. I know like a cardiac rehab offer those services where they work with people after cardiac procedures or even they can be referred by their cardiologist. So just check with your local facilities, hospitals, and see about any rehab programs if you've been diagnosed with a pulmonary hypertension and you want to know ways that you can live a better life, live a healthier life. Make sure you're getting your routine checkups, um, routine exams done. And if you are adopted, you may not have that genetic connection. There are testing, genetic testing that can be done to determine what are your risks. Knowing your risk is just half the battle, but it's half. It's knowing what you're facing, knowing what you're up against, and then you can work from there. Again, there is no cure for pulmonary hypertension, but treatment is available. Medications are available for you to help with the symptoms. And you you definitely want to seek medical attention. However, knowing that medications and and treatment are available you have to have to have to have self-discipline to stick with a medication regimen it's okay to go out and get the help that you need but it's you have to follow through with it you have to follow through with it end results or maybe sometimes last results Lung transplants, open heart surgeries, and things of that nature are available. However, I want to encourage you resting, being active, not smoking, talking to your healthcare providers, knowing what your risks are, getting with a dietitian in your local area, managing your weight, having those regular checkups, and having the support you need around you are all a part of living with any not just pulmonary hypertension, but any disease process. So these are things that you can do to be proactive in your care. You want to be aware of your risk. Notice any symptoms that you may have that we've discussed. Keep a personal journal 
of your blood pressure readings, of your shortness of breath, of, you know, your fatigue. Just keep a personal journal of how you're feeling and what you're doing to combat those feelings. If it's fatigue, how often am I exercising? Am I loading up on sugars and then crashing later? Am I drinking enough water to stay hydrated? Am I getting out and fully getting 30 minutes of aerobic exercise to get my um, my brain? <laughs> I couldn't even think I went far left for a minute. My neurotransmitters, my brain juice is flowing. Am I getting the things that I need to keep me alert and, and awake throughout the day? Um, am I asking the necessary questions to my primary care health provider? You know, you want to make sure you ask those questions when you go to your primary health provider. I've been having these fast racing heartbeats. Just maybe nothing, but I just want to check it out. Normally happens while I'm sitting down, not really doing much. So they may have you wear a monitor, check your heart out, all of that. But knowing is essential. I hope that this information that we're sharing on Wellness Wednesdays help someone. I hope that you can be aware, not afraid, aware. I hope that you can have a foundation to build upon, not fear, but a foundation and a basis to ask the questions needed when you go to your primary care. And also, I hope that you can educate others. If you know someone with hypertension or pulmonary hypertension or heart disease, you want to share with them, hey, let's get rid of the salt. Let's get outside and exercise. Let's um, do something active for at least 30 minutes a day that's going to keep our heart healthy, keep our heart pumping strong. And let's do things that keep us moving so that we're not living a sedentary lifestyle and swelling and eating bad and all of those. You want to combat the bad habits with good habits. So if you're a fried food eater, let's limit that. Let's eat fried food two days of the week and the rest. Let's try baked food, broil foods, things of that nature, grilled foods, substitute it. And you want to do a minimum of what you really like, the fried foods, and do a maximum of the new adjustments. So if you could change, it's seven days in the week, if you could change five days and leave yourself two days for a treat and then eventually go down to one day for that fried food, you are changing your lifestyle. You are changing your habits and that's what we're motivating you to do. That's what we're encouraging you to do. Have a healthy lifestyle that you can have a great quality of life. I bet you know someone that's depending upon you. I bet you know someone that cares about you. So care enough about yourself and about those that love you to say, hmm, this is something worth giving thought to. Okay, I'm going to not go out to McDonald's today. I'll prepare a salad. I won't eat fried chicken three days out of the week or fried chicken and then chicken tenders and then (laughs) chicken sandwiches. You know, you may change it up or alternate it. It's not the same chicken basket every day. Even if you're alternating, it is still greasy. It's still clogging the arteries. It's still salt, heavily salted. So you may want to just change it up and make those health conscious decisions instead of saying, getting a bunt cake, you may say, I'll take um, a, a breakfast bar or a protein bar. Instead of getting candy, you may take fruit. Let me grab some grapes and put them in a Ziploc bag and take that instead. If you're diabetic, you want to be careful 
of what you're grabbing and what you're substituting. You know, you may want to do nuts. All these things we are having to be self-conscious about. And it's not to create a skinny world, but a healthy world where we are health conscious and we are concerned for ourselves and others that are depending on us, that love us, that care about us. Again, thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing. Eve Speaks podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, anywhere where podcasts are available. So don't limit anyone from this information. Share it with them. Maybe they don't have an iPhone and they can listen to it on Google Play. However, you want to get this information out there. You want to go back and listen to Wellness Wednesdays and Motivation Mondays. We appreciate your support. We've had a great year. We're looking forward to more great years, more great opportunities to share information with you. And we want to hear from you. So if you are a loved one, have questions. Again, our information came from the mayoclinic.org. However, you can email us at evespeaks at outlook.com and we'll be glad to hear from you. Glad to hear anything that you want us to hear about, to share with you about any disease processes, disease management, diabetes, heart disease, um, kidney disease, whatever it may be. I thank you guys for your time. Have a blessed day. Tune in Monday. Allow me to pray with you. 1 Peter 1 and 2, verse 24. He personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds, you are healed. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for healing us from our sins, healing us in our body, helping us to be dead to sin and to live what is right. Such as even now in our bodies, the places where there is sickness, the places where there is disease, the places where there is illness. I ask that you help us even now, heal us even now, and guide us. Help this reach someone, educate someone, and guide someone along the way through their processes, oh God. Deliver us from ourselves, from our habits, from things that are not healthy for us. Touch us even now. Give us a desire, a will, and a mind to do what is right for ourselves, our bodies, for those that are around us and those that we love, and most importantly, for your will. In Jesus' name, we pray. Thank you. Amen.